Yes, yes, my beautiful family, it is time. Even if you haven't been waiting, I have been waiting for you since last week when this particular word has dropped in my spirit and I can't wait to share it with you. Come on in the room. Let me go ahead and start this off right. Let's start an encouraging thread. Tag somebody all up and down the chat. I'm so proud of you. At Michelle, at David, at Jonathan, find somebody's name up and down the thread and just tell them I am proud of you. You don't know how a word of encouragement can cause for somebody to fight another round. All of us have different battles that we're facing. And I really do believe, kind of similar to sports, when somebody takes a hard hit and it takes a while for them to get up, once they get up rather on a cart or even limping off the field, usually the whole audience begins to clap. Why? Because you got hit, but the hit didn't break you. And I just want to encourage each and every one of you. Thank you so much for just joining us for Therapy Thursday. Week after week, we are so honored to serve you. And I just been praying for God to use Therapy Thursday. Matter of fact, this has been confirmation. I told us many times, like when I felt God first put this in my spirit um, around the holidays of 2021, hey, there's certain people who cannot hear and aren't following my commandments because you cannot be an effective, benevolent follower of Jesus when there are certain wounds on the inside of you that are talking you out of obedience. And I gave this example. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. How are you going to do that if you don't love yourself? So that really was, I didn't really know it was God at that time, but now I know that it was the Holy Spirit putting in my heart, help my people heal on the inside. So I, I'm just so honored to serve you myself and um, Isaac Curry week after week just serving you. Um, so just thank you for allowing us to wash your feet and help you heal. Now I have some, well, depending on how you receive this. It might be bad news for some, uh, but when you understand why, uh, you'll fully get it. Tonight is the last night of Therapy Thursday for the 2023 calendar year. I know, tonight concludes season two of Therapy Thursday. We've been doing it every single week, and around this time of year, I think we did it last year, the first week of November, or the last week of October, uh, don't quote me on that, but it was around this time of year, uh, we, we allow our whole team to refresh so that we could prepare uh, for season three. So the, the second Thursday of the 2024 calendar year, Therapy Thursday will resume. Just like your, your favorite episodes or podcasts or TV shows have seasons, we're starting to have Therapy Thursday also be in season. So tonight, concludes season two. And before anybody's like, oh man, we have over 70 videos under the playlist. <laughs> 70 videos under the playlist of Therapy Thursday. So just while these last few weeks go by, if you want to catch up on some Therapy Thursday sessions that you never had a chance to binge before, now is your opportunity. Um, this is something that we do to really allow our team to get refreshed, recalibrate, and then also um, what, what God has really been dealing with me about is to really start to establish and build our team 
um, to be able to handle multiple overflow in 2024. And so uh, I, I don't want to uh, be disobedient. I want to be able to vision cast with the team, with the church, with the members, uh, with our board, with our volunteers on just what, what we believe God is leading us to do as a community uh, for the 2024 calendar year. So tonight is the last one. So don't come on next week saying, what happened? I thought tonight is the last one. Let somebody know that this is the end of season two and it will resume the beginning of January 2024. So with all of that being said, tonight, this, this session, I believe is gonna bless your soul. High pitch on purpose. I really want to get to work um, because this, the content, the biblical information along with biblical principles that you're about to receive on tonight is gonna greatly help your mental health and then it also will greatly help your ability to obey in spite of what people think. So, so I wanna get to work because I wanna help us. I wanna help us on tonight because there's a unnecessary weight that a lot of us are being weighed down by. I wanna help us to take off this unnecessary weight, but this is a twofold conversation and dialogue depending on what side of the spectrum that you're on when it comes to this discussion. Either I want to help you take off this weight or I want to assist you and help you to stop putting this weight on others. So either you're weighed down by this weight or you keep putting this weight on others. And I wanna help us on tonight because one of the worst type of infections that you and I could ever catch you and I could ever receive is a projection infection. If you have an earache, we have medicine for that. If you have a toothache, we have medicine for that. If you have a headache, we have medicine for that. But what do you use to medicate the infection of constantly being projected on and causing for yourself to see yourself out of somebody else's wound because that is what a projection infection is. A projection infection is the illness of when I have allowed somebody else's wound to become how I see. One more time, a projection infection is when I have allowed, it is the illness of when I have allowed somebody else's wound to become how I see. So I see through their trauma. I see through their fear. I see through their lies. Our words can be either poison or medication. The reason we preach truth in this ministry, number one, is because Jesus told us to, and he's the way, the truth, and the life. And the second reason we preach truth is because truth needs to be your multivitamin. If our words are either poison or medication, let truth be your multivitamin. Truth, truth, truth. Projection infection. The illness of when I'm allowing somebody else's wound to become how I see. Because watch this family, whoever has access to your ear constantly will impact how you see. Please don't miss this. 
whoever has access to your ear constantly will impact how you see because how they speak is tied to how they see and how you hear is tied to how you see. Whoever has, whoever has access to your ear regularly will impact how you see because how they speak is tied to how they see and how we hear can impact how we see. So for example, if when somebody is communicating to me, if all I hear is negativity, that can affect the way that I see, so now I'm seeing through a negative lens. When somebody's communicating or talking to me and I could hear, they projected on me. I never said what they said. You ever been talking to somebody and you keep on saying, I never said that. And they are really like passionate. You did, I never said that. When I'm able to hear that you are projecting on me, then I can refuse to allow your wound to become my lens because I could hear you're projecting. How they speak is due to how they see and how we hear will impact how we see. I could hear that they're projecting. So I don't see myself through the lens of their wound. But when I do not have this emotional intelligence, when I do not have this discernment, I will allow what they say to become how I see. Did y'all hear what I just said? I will allow what they say to become how I see. It is a projection infection, projection infection. And I'm trying to get us to this place where we could heal to such a degree where I refuse to allow your perception to become my lens. Here's a thought, here's a thought. Per adventure, you're more healed than you know you are. Hmm. Per adventure, you're actually more healed than you really know you are. The reason you can't see it is because you keep looking through a projected lens. So every single time you do life with somebody, you do community with somebody, you befriend somebody. Since I don't fully know who I am, since I haven't really done, I haven't really honestly audited my life and really have tracked how much I have healed, you can't even see that I really am healing because I keep seeing myself through their lens, through their lens, their lens, their lens. Is it possible that I'm not who you think I am? I'm not who you think I am, but rather you are what you think I am. The unnecessary weight that we are going to be talking about on tonight for the finale of season two on Therapy Thursday is the weight of projecting, projecting. Somebody projecting on you or you keep on projecting on them. I constantly keep on projecting on them because projection is to believe a narrative that has been authored by somebody else's trauma. Talk, Holy Spirit. Projection is to believe somebody else's narrative that they have created due to their own decisions. Projection, projection. It's when I'm putting on somebody else how I really feel about me. Projection, projection, projection. It's when they're projecting on me what they're really battling with themselves. So I'm gonna put it this way. 
to help us memorize it. And this is a simple truth that I received that I live by this. When people project on you, because most of the time, projection is a reflective mirror. I'm reflecting on you how I see me, okay? So here's a simple truth that I live by. I am not who you think I am. You are who you think I am. I am not who you think I am. You are who you think I am. I am not the demon that you refuse to see in you. Ooh, I am not the devil. The devil's, meaning mindsets, the wiles of the enemy, his methodology, his mindsets, his lies. I am not the devil that you refuse to see is lying to you. I'm not that. I'm not that. Because whatever is churning within will always be projected without. This is so good, family. I'm not who you think I am. You are who you think I am. I am not the demon that you refuse to see in you because whatever is churning within will be projected without. And this is how we have so many overthinkers because overthinkers traffic in projecting thought bubbles on others. <laughs> we end in this with a bang. Overthinkers project their thought bubbles on others. There are certain people that you don't like because of your projection. They haven't done nothing to you. There are certain people that you simply don't like them because other people do. They haven't done nothing to you. Projecting, projecting, projecting. You're either putting the weight on others or you've experienced the weight from others. I wanna show you this biblical passage I want to show you this biblical passage that better supports my claim, corroborates my claim. Numbers chapter 13, verse 26. This is when the children of Israel are out of Egypt and God is allowing for them to see the land that they're about to inhabit, okay? Because they came out of Egypt, now God is about to give them the promise, all right? So this is kind of where we're hopping with this biblical narrative. Numbers chapter 13. Verse 26, it says, Now they departed and came back to Moses, and Aaron and all of the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back word to them and all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Somebody put in the room evidence. Evidence. This is evidence that God is a God of truth. Remember, words can be poison, venom, or they could be medicine. So allow truth to be your multivitamin. This is evidence that our God was speaking the truth about this land that flows with milk and honey, meaning it's agriculturally rich, okay? Verse 27, then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Here's the evidence. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Now watch Caleb. <laughs> Caleb quieted the people. So, okay, en enough with all that. Okay, 
Enough with all that. Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. So they're spreading one report. Caleb's like, okay, y'all shut up. We going in. <laughs> Whatever you, stop all that noise. We going in. Now watch this. Verse 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go against these people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak come from giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. I'm probably like Caleb, who is we? We are like grasshoppers, who is we? Ebonics on purpose. Who are you talking about? Who is we? Notice they said, we appear like grasshoppers in our own sight. And we also appear like grasshoppers in their sight. Nowhere does it say the giants viewed them as grasshoppers. Nowhere did any, not a Canaanite, not a Jebusite, not an Amorite, nobody said you guys are like grasshoppers. They said we appeared as grasshoppers in our own sight. I'm sitting reading this like, who is we? All of us. You're projecting on me, bruh. I want us to focus on these two verses. Look, verse 31. But the men who had gone up said, we are not able. Because projection always likes to tie, ooh, projection likes to always marry trauma to other people too. I'm traumatized, so if you do that, you're gonna be traumatized too. I fear failure, so if you're gonna do that, you're gonna possibly fail too. I, some people have been in the Alcatraz of fear for so long that they immediately criticize anybody who's not wearing the same prison uniform. Ooh, did you, Alcatraz is a prison. Some people have been in the Alcatraz of fear for so long that they immediately criticize anybody else who's not wearing the same prison uniform, and it comes out in the form of criticism. It's their fear that causes for them to criticize your post. It's their fear that causes for them to criticize your faith. It is their fear that causes for them to criticize your pursuits. Because I've been in this prison of fear for so long, why aren't you wearing a prison outfit? But the men who had gone up, this is verse 31, who had gone up with them said, we are not able to go against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. And they gave the children of Israel a bad perception. And they gave the children of Israel bad lens. Here's the question. What bad report has affected how you see? And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. What bad report from somebody else's lens are you believing about you? And they gave the children of Israel their perception. Whose perception is bad? And they handed it to you and you believe it. Hmm. 
I'm not what you think I am. You are what you think you are. I am not a grasshopper. I'm a child of God. We be not able. Who is we? Why do you keep on making me come in agreement with how you are seeing yourself? Whatever is churning within will be projected without. Let's speak around this thought from this subject for, for the last session of the 2023 calendar year. They're projecting on you. They're projecting on you. God, we're asking, would you give us a biblical lens Help us, God, to see ourselves through the lens of Scripture versus the lens of a scenario. Help us, God, to see ourselves as children of the King versus grasshoppers when we're facing giants. I remind us, the enemy uses giants for intimidation purposes only. Giants are designed to make us retreat, run away, and stay in the wilderness longer than we have to. But we're asking God that you give us a different, a different perspective so that we won't stay in seasons longer than we have to because we've allowed somebody else's wound to become our compass. But allow us to, to view your word as our compass so that we could gain and obtain everything that you have for us. Everything that you want us to have, God, we want it too. In Jesus' name, give us that faith, that perspective, we pray, amen. Is there anybody who receives that? Everything that God wants me to obtain, I'm going to obtain it. Everything that God wants me to hold, I'm going to hold it. Everything that God wants me to access, I'm going to access. God, what you want, I want. <laughs> Let that be your prayer. What you want, I want. What you don't want, I don't want it. This is the dangerous thing about America. I'm getting in my Sunday message already. See, sometimes Therapy Thursday, y'all get a portion of my Sunday sermon message. When Jesus was in the wilderness, Satan offered him all the kingdoms of this world. Said, I'll give this all to you if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus refused. This is the danger of America. We are accepting what Jesus refused. The very thing that Jesus refused, most preachers want. The very thing that Jesus said, far be it from me, preachers, platform, YouTubers, podcasters, we want that. God, I want everything that you want for me to have. And I don't want anything that you don't want me to have. And make sure, God, that I have a perspective where I'm seeing myself through your words and not their wounds. They're projecting on you. They're projecting on you. I feel this, y'all. Can I get everybody to put this in the room in all caps, all caps? Can I get us to say this and put this in the room? I refuse to accept or meditate on any perception of me that contradicts what God says about me. They are not my author. Talk about a prayer. Let's put that in the room. I'll wait. I'll wait. I refuse to accept or meditate any perception of me that contradicts what God said about me. They are not my author. They are not my author. So I refuse any perception, any projection, any viewpoint, any lens. Who is we? 
I know it's properly. Who are we? No, I'm using Ebonics on purpose. Who is we? We appear like grasshopper. Okay, that's how you view yourself. Caleb's like, I don't view myself like that. We be well able. We be well able. They're projecting on you. They're projecting on you. They're projecting on you. They're projecting on you. It's, it's when somebody's fear becomes their jacket, and when it gets cold, they try to make you warm with it. They're projecting on you. They're projecting on you. See, this is the difference but between projecting and accountability, okay? Because accountability holds you to the standard of Scripture. It's when a brother tells us, hey, it told us in the Word there must not be a hint of sexual immorality. Y'all doing that? That's a hint. I'm holding you to the standard of Scripture. It's when somebody says, hey, okay, the way that you were talking to them, like James talks about taming the tongue, and it lets us know that bitter water and, and, and sweet water, they don't come, like fresh water and salt water, they don't come from the same well. So blessings and cursing shouldn't come from the same tongue. That's holding you accountable to the word. Projecting is when I'm trying to hold you to the standard of my trauma. You see the difference? Accountability holds you to the standard of the word of God. Projection is trying to hold you to the standard of my trauma, my doubts, my fears, my inadequacies, my insecurities, they're projecting on you. Can we talk family? Can we? One of the most freeing truths that Jerry has received in his life, like this, this has freed me beyond words of articulation. One of the truths that have frees, one of the truths that have freed me is what somebody else thinks about me is not my responsibility to change. That has freed me. What somebody else thinks about me is not my responsibility to change. What they think about me is none of my business. It's none of my business. See, the fastest way for you to exhaust yourself is for you to try to change the version that everybody has of you in their head. You want to talk about tired. You want to talk about eyes twitching. You, you want to talk about forming wrinkles in your 20s. Try to change the version that people have of you in their head. Like, the hundreds of people, eventually thousands of people who are watching this or are going to watch this. Every person watching this has a different perspective of me. Some people thank God that this, this platform has formed because it has helped you heal on the, on the inside. That's one person's perception. One person, another person's perception is like he don't know what he's talking about. Another's, another person's perception, your eyes are filled with tears because I'm speaking to you. All up and down the chat, everybody has a different perspective of me. If you put me in a room with 10 people, 
there are 10 people who have a different perspective of me. And how we get exhausted is when I go to person one and try to change the version that they have of me in their head. And then I go to person five and I try to change the version that they have of me in their head. Then I go over to person three and I'm trying to change the version. Uh oh, I preached a sermon that person five didn't like. And so they made some comments on YouTube. So now I gotta go to person five and I gotta try to change the version that they have of me in their head. Up, uh, person two didn't like that I commented on that. Now I gotta go back to them. I'm leaving out six, seven, eight, nine. It's exhausting to try to constantly change the version that other people have of you in their head. This is why we don't do this for men. The reason I could preach with so much boldness is because all I want to hear is well done, my good and faithful servant. Not here's an offering. Not I love your ministry. Not I'm following you. Not your like. What I want to hear more than anything is well done, Jerry, my good and faithful servant. I care more about being well known by the king of glory than being known about men. So when that is my reality, boldness can flow from my mouth. Courage can flow from my mouth. Confidence can flow when I preach because I'm not arrested by people who view themselves as grasshoppers and are trying to tell me I'm a grasshopper too, and that's a giant. To get to that level, to get that's a giant. One of the most freeing things that has ever happened to me, and I highly encourage, and I'm gonna try to give you steps on how to achieve it as well. One of the most freeing things that ever has happened to me is when I recognize the version that somebody else has of me in their head is not my responsibility to change. Everybody will have a different perspective. Two people can look at the exact same thing and take away a different perception. We just read it. Certain spies, we're grasshoppers. Caleb, we be well able. They're looking at the same thing, but whatever is churning, within will be projected without. What's churning within, we're grasshoppers. They're giants. So that was projected as a bad report to all of the children of Israel. What was churning within Caleb, God is faithful. God told us this is ours. Y'all, we be well able. I am not who you think I am. You are what you think I am. And, and this, this, like the symptom of unhealed trauma is to project it. This is so good, y'all. The symptom of unhealed trauma is to project it. Because trauma spews. Trauma spills. It spills on attitudes. It spills on cravings. It spills on mindsets. And this is something that I've learned rather quickly and I'm just sharing this with you. I'm learning this like in real time. Trendsetters get projected on constantly. <laughs> Anybody where God is trying to do this in your life, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Whenever you're a leader, Whenever God has ordained and anointed you to be a trailblazer, you're not a trail follower, but you are a trailblazer. We're doing things that has not been done and we're doing it for the kingdom. God is using you as a holy template. He's using you as a holy example 
to be an example for, for other ministers, other believers, brothers, sisters, whatever it may be. Transsitters, transsetters get projected on constantly because the unknown is terrifying to those who have found comfort in familiar chaos. One more time. Trendsetters get projected on constantly because the unknown is terrifying for those who have found comfort in familiar chaos. They constantly are criticizing you because this is unknown to me. And since it's unknown to me, I'm projecting on you what can or cannot be done. If you are gonna be a leader, if you're gonna be a trendsetter, if you're gonna be a trailblazer, you have to be okay with people projecting on you. But here's a skill set, okay? Here's a skill set. The apart, like a part of emotional self-government is to not allow somebody else's misconception to become your meditation. I'm trying to help somebody. If, if God is going to use you as a holy reference, if he's going to use you as a trailblazer, people are gonna project on you because the unknown terrifies those who are comfortable in familiar chaos, but a part of emotional self-government is when you have arrived to this, when you have arrived to this place, I'm not going to allow your misconception to be my meditation. I'm not gonna allow it. Being called comes with being misunderstood. Being called comes with criticism. Being called out comes with critics. Being called out comes with people telling you what can't be done. We are as grasshoppers. Who is we? It's our projection on you because of what's churning in us. Gosh, I hope this is helping somebody. We see ourselves as grasshoppers. Is it possible you see yourself through somebody else's vision? You don't think you're smart because of who told you you're not. You don't think you're beautiful based on their perception of what beauty is. I promise you it's not the mirror, it's the editing. I promise you not, it's not the mirror, it's the definition of what this culture views beauty as. You can have more makeup on than a Sephora store. You could work out every single day, eat kale, and be ugly on the inside. You should probably eat makeup too. Hopefully that'll make you beautiful on the inside. <laughs> you could work out. You could, you could eat healthy and still have a warped perception of beauty. Because this, this era that we live in, beauty is on assets, accommodations, accessories, bodily parts. But, but scripture lets us know, okay, true beauty is in your godliness. I promise you the problem is not the mirror. It's their perception and they're projecting on you what beauty is. I'm not saying don't take care of your temple because we do do that. But I'm saying maybe you're insecure because you're going off of a projected lens view of what beauty is versus scripture. Remember, accountability is to hold you to the standard of scripture, not the standard of your wound. Remember I told us, I said, okay, whoever, whoever 
has access to your ear constantly will impact how you see, right? Probably 15 minutes ago, we talked about that. And then I said, okay, how they speak is because of how they see. We are, we are grasshoppers. That's how they, how they see, how they see is how they speak. And then I articulated to you and how you hear will, tie, will be tied to how you see, right? I want you to see this right here in the text. How when they said, we are like grasshoppers, they're spreading a bad report. How I see myself, I'm passing that. Because people like to pass on the scenario of how they see. I'm passing that on. Look at their perspective. Numbers chapter 14, verse 1. So all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation. Not some, the whole congregation. Who is we? The congregation. The whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness. So what is happening right now? They are now speaking how the spies saw. We are in agreement with your fear. So now we're crying not because of what happened, but because of the report that you gave us that we now have digested projection infection. We have now digested your projection and we're infected by it. And we're crying, we're crying over what's ours, but we're not acting as though it's ours. We're crying over what God says is yours, but we're not acting as though God says it's yours. Why? Because somebody came back and said, we. We. Who is, <laughs> who is we? the whole congregation that believes our projection. We, I want you to see this, a whole generation, 40 years in the wilderness, a whole generation missed the promised land because they would not allow God to detox them. They would not allow God to purge them. And watch this. They constantly kept believing somebody else's projection. You telling me you're going to miss your promise because you believe somebody's projection? You're telling me you're going to miss what's yours because you're believing how somebody else sees how they speak will impact how you see. This is why I so careful, y'all. This is why I'm doing this Voices series on Sunday. I'm trying to get us to understand when we could hear the voice of our good shepherd, we see different. We see different. I know there have been tons of clothing that says faith over fear. Let me mess your theology up. The opposite of faith is not fear. It's sight. I love what I mess people up like from a Bible perspective. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 lets us know, we walk by faith, not by sight. The opposite of faith is not fear, it's sight. It's when you quit because of what you see. It's when you doubt because of what you see. It's, it's, it's when you doubt the handiwork because of how other people see beautiful handiwork. I don't see myself as the handiwork of God because I'm seeing what everybody else is calling beauty. Huh. The opposite of faith, it's not fear, it's sight, 
is sight. It's sight. Out of all of your senses, the most important one is not your eyes. It's your ears. Your ears, how you hear, which is why one of Jesus' most often used benedictory statement was those who have ears, let them hear. John 10, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. Hear, hear. How do you hear when somebody projects? Do you hear it as truth or do you hear it as, hmm, I'm not who you think I am. You are who you think you are. And what I hear is what's churning within you has no choice but to be projected on me. This isn't arrogance or accountability because accountability is to the standard of scripture. Projection is to the standard of wounds and trauma. So I, I, want, us, I want us to get this, okay? Perception births projection. We see ourselves as grass, grasshoppers we hand to the children of Israel a bad report because perception births projection. Watch it. But perspective births objective. One more time. Perception births projection. We see ourselves as grasshoppers. Who is we? The whole congregation. How do we project it? Give all of y'all a bad report. Perspective births objective. What do I mean by objective? Objective is when somebody goes off of evidence versus feelings. So a referee or a judge who is objective, they make a decision based on evidence. <laughs> Y'all, I feel like running around this studio. They view things off of evidence. Caleb had evidence. He brought us out of Egypt. That's evidence. He delivered us from the plagues. That's evidence. He caused for us to go through a Red Sea. That's evidence. We walked through on dry ground. That's evidence. He rained down manna from heaven. That's evidence. So I'm not tripping off of what I see. I'm not gonna go off of my feelings because I have evidence. Objective is when you have evidence and then you make a decision. Judges go off of evidence, not perception, but evidence. You could perceive a murderer is innocent. <laughs> they just gotta present themselves right. Your perception could be, how, how could they do that? But evidence will show you, nah, they crazy. <laughs> you saw that camera footage? Nah, they cray cray. They, they look nice, nice and sweet, but she buck. <laughs> it's not off a perception that leads to projection. It's off a perspective that leads to objective, okay? We're talking about this on tonight, and I'm, I'm saying this in love because unless you know your wounds, love can feel like an attack. Lord have mercy. Unless you know your wounds, love can feel like an attack. And I'm telling you right now, some of us are in rebellion to God. Some of us are in disobedience. God told you to do the book, 
the podcast a long time ago. You know why you haven't done it? We appear as grasshoppers. Somebody else projected on you. And the children of Israel can serve, the first generation of the Israelites out of Egypt can serve as an example. You will miss out on your promise. Talking to people who keep on communicating like this. We can't do it. We haven't had nobody in our family. We haven't. Okay, your limitation is not my model. I am not who you think I am. You are who you think I am. Whatever's churning within will be projected without. Projection, projection, projection. Projection will cause for us to believe a narrative that has been authored by somebody else's horror story. Projection, projection. Projection will cause for us to sabotage healthy, healthy connections to affirm our fears. Y'all, <laughs> projection will cause for you to sabotage healthy connections to affirm your fears. They were gonna leave anyway. They weren't gonna stay anyway. They didn't. I'm affirming my fear by making my, by making my projection become my reality. Did y'all hear me? You could push off or sabotage a God-given connection to affirm your fears because somebody else's words have become your sight. This is your land. The promised land is yours, but you won't receive it first generation out of Israel, out of Egypt, because you won't allow me to detox you. You won't allow me to shift your cravings from Egypt to the promised land. You won't allow me to shift your looking to Pharaoh to now looking to Yahweh, and you believe somebody else's projection. So you're gonna miss on a whole promise. What was it about Caleb? What was it about Caleb that can look at the exact same thing but see something totally different? What was it about Caleb that he looked and he saw an opportunity while the other spies looked and they saw obstacles at the exact same thing. How, how does it, how is it one person can hear the beauty of the gospel and run to Jesus and another person can hear the exact same message, get offended and run away from Jesus? Looking at the exact same thing, one person could hear this message, eyes be filled with tears because you recognize that I have, I have allowed somebody else's lies to become my lens and you're free, something is breaking off you on tonight. And then another person could get upset that their girlfriend or their boyfriend is watching this because they know that they've been putting a weight on them due to their insecurity. And if they see this, or they hear this, they're gonna recognize I've been projecting on them. See, a lot of people don't like when you're aware because when you're aware, you become harder to manipulate. You're always easier to manipulate when there's ignorance 
are a lack of awareness. When I'm making you aware that it's possible you're more healed than you think you are, but the reason you can't see it is because you've allowed somebody else's wound to become your author. And then when you recognize, okay, God is my author and he is the finisher of my faith. And when I shift that to now I'm starting to view myself through his perspective versus your projection, oh, people in trouble. They're in trouble. What was it about Caleb? See, we're having this conversation. Caleb and the spies are in the presence of the same opportunity. Service, they're, they're in the presence of the same word. One person's falling asleep, one person chains are breaking. This is why my prayers have kind of shifted because I used to just pray, God, I just want your presence, I just want your presence, I just want your presence, I just want your presence in my home, I just want your presence, I just want your presence, I just want your presence. Until I was reading the Gospels one day, I'll never forget I was on an airplane, and I was thinking like, man, the Pharisees were always in God's presence. <laughs> Jesus, right before, they are constantly in God's presence, but don't change. They are in front of the word in flesh. Fully God, fully man. In his presence, they don't change. In fact, Psalms 139 verse 7 starts off by saying, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, hold on. I'm filled with your presence. God is everywhere, but he's not everywhere the same way. Meaning his, his, his awareness, his involvement in that situation, because remember, he knocks. This is the difference between God and the devil. The Lord comes in when there's an open door, when we, when we invite him in. He's not gonna force you to receive the gift of salvation. The devil come in whenever there's an open door. It's not just the presence. It's I want the presence. I want the awareness of God's goodness. I receive the power of the cross. I'm filled with your presence, filled with the, with the Holy Spirit. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want to believe and obey. Because remember, demons have been in the presence. Demons believe, but they don't obey. They don't obey. And some of us have not been obeying because other people have been projecting on you. The word believe is in the Bible over 200 times. The people that Jesus rebuked the most was Pharisees or those who trafficked in Pharisaism and the unbelieving. Passage after passage, Mark 9, 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Mark chapter 5, verse 36, as soon as Jesus heard the words that were spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. John chapter 11, verse 40, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? John chapter 20, verse 29, Jesus said to him, Thomas, blessed have you, because you have seen, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. What do you believe? We're grasshoppers or we be well able? What set 
Caleb apart. Numbers chapter 14, verse 22 lets us know. Because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these 10 times and have not heeded my voice, they certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. But my servant Caleb, feel this y'all, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit, somebody put different in the room, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land where he went and his, and his descendants shall inherit it. Caleb had a different spirit. He believed. He believed and he had faith. He was, you cracked the sea. Text right here says, they put me to test 10 times. You've cracked the sea. There were plagues. You spared us. There was a night when the spirit of death was coming through all of Egypt, and you informed us if we put lamb's blood on the doorpost, then that spirit would pass over us. This is what I call a Passover praise. Something should have hit you, but it missed you, not because of your works, but because of the blood. Because of the blood on the doorpost. It, he had evidence. He had evidence. And since... He had evidence. That evidence merged with that faith and belief. He had a different spirit. So I'm gonna give you these five points and I'm done. Point number one, we must have wound awareness. If you don't want to project on others or um, want people to project on you and you start to see yourself like a grasshopper, remember, who is we? You must have wound awareness. Why? Because denial is the first ingredient for projecting. People who project a lot, project a lot, are in denial about something in their life. Those of us who allow people to project on us, we're in denial about something. There is no way, there is no way you could view yourself as grasshoppers when God told you while y'all were still slaves, go tell Pharaoh to let my people go so that they may worship me and I will take them to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. There's no way you forgot about that unless you believe somebody else's projection. Projection will cause you to have amnesia. Did you forget God told you he's gonna give you this land? Wound awareness. You must become aware of your insecurities and beliefs. Because if you're not, when somebody speaks about an insecurity that contradicts about a truth what God said about you, you believe the insecurity more than you will what God said. Wound awareness, where am I hurt? Where am I hurt? Because that wound could project on me and I could project that wound on others. Number two, we talked about this, evidence awareness. Notice when you're pursuing, like, notice when you're presuming something about an experience before ever doing it. Evidence awareness. It's when you're making an accusation about a person and you never had a conversation with them about it. Like, you don't know them. I do know them. What's their middle name? What's their number? You don't have a number? You don't know them then. 
evidence, awareness. A am I presuming that somebody has a posture and I never had a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with them? Do you have evidence? Because projection will have you jumping to the closing credits without ever knowing the story. They don't like me. I just feel they, I just feel. Remember, perception, objective. Objective is to go off of evidence, not feelings. I feel they don't like me. Okay, well, feelings may not be facts. Well, I just think, okay, your thoughts can lie to you. Who told you that? Can't give me a name? Your thoughts did. Evidence, awareness. It'll have you projecting on somebody and you'll be jumping to the closing credits without ever allowing them to share their story, projecting. Number three, challenge your thoughts. Everything you believe is not true. Go back to the session of Therapy Thursday, don't believe everything you think. And I give you a whole like, methodology on how to tackle thoughts in the mind. Just because it hits your mind doesn't mean you have to meditate and agree with it. Challenge your thoughts. Number four, believe what God says more than what your situation says. I'm in this situation. As I was preparing this, and I was looking at how much this, there's this particular building that we want, I was looking at how much it costs. I said, geez, how are we gonna get, hold on, wait, 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 wait. That's a financial giant. Giants are meant to intimidate you. All right, bet, I'm coming to this like a son. God, if this is your will, we desire it to help expand your kingdom. I recognize, Lord, that you give facilities so that we can facilitate the holiness and discipleship of your people. I'm coming to God like a son versus a peasant. Daddy, this is something that we need. If you don't think it's something that we need, build in us what we need. Give us that wisdom, because I'm gonna believe more what you say about me than what my situation says about me. Lastly, number five, consider the source. When somebody's projecting on you, consider the source. A person who really, really loves you that's a God-fearing, emotionally intelligent person is not gonna traffic in projection all the time. Nobody's perfect, so sometimes we could have our flawed moments, but that's not their rhythm. That might be a day, but that's not their rhythm. Consider the source. Because the same source that kept complaining about Egypt and was complaining about Pharaoh coming behind us, those are the same people who are saying we aren't able. Just maybe. I'm not who you think I am. You are who you think I am. Because whatever is churning within will be projected without. God, thank you for this word. Help us to have a kingdom perspective, to view ourselves how you view us versus how a situation is telling us to believe. We're not grasshoppers, we're sons and we're daughters. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.